you when you get your picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. Wanna see my picture on the cover? Wanna buy five copies for my mother? Stu Evans out of Dairy and Z joins us. Has the team from Dairy and Z are on the program every Thursday. Good afternoon, Stu. Good afternoon, Andy. How are you today? Yeah, not too bad. It's it's Jekyll and Hyde weather at the moment, isn't it? Very much so. It's a bit of summer all four seasons at the moment in the cargo, so we're getting a bit of wind and rain and sun and everything at the moment. So, yeah, but unusual. Yeah, you talk about the seasons. We're talking about this today, about winter crop selection. It's that time of year again. Yeah, definitely. So, obviously, the fodder beet, most people have that in the ground now, but sort of more focused on the um, Swedes and brassicas and, and kale. Um, and probably not so much the, the timing of getting it on the ground, but just making sure that those soil seedbed conditions are suitable, we're getting everything in the right order and, and, and making sure we're not rushing and getting in when we don't need to. I, I think the old adage was always get in by show day, which historically was the 8th of, of um, December, but now I think it's the middle of March, so you can't really work for that timing anymore. But uh, it's just ensuring that you have got the seedbed preparation right and, and not rushing to get that. You've heard of people that haven't put Swedes in until the middle of January because of the way the seasons have been. They've still come out with quite a decent crop too. So anything and everything can be challenged these days, you could argue. Yeah, definitely. As I say, once again, just that preparation is the key point. Um, but also monitoring it through establishment is probably the big big next thing you need to keep an eye on and making sure your agronomist or your, your advisor is um, out there looking at your paddocks on a regular basis and helping you get through so you avoid any uh, weed or insect infestation through that establishment period particularly so that um, you can set these plants up for, for a good future and uh, especially if we get the, the El Nino summer that they're predicting so the healthier that plant can be going into that summer, um, the better establishment and, and long last it'll be able to handle the uh, any infestation that they might get. Is ridging still popular when putting in sweets? Not so much now. A lot of guys have gone precision planting so the technology that's come out of the fodder beach zone has been used in the brassicas now as well and getting a very, very good result. But I suppose Ridger was the old form of precision plant anyway, so it hasn't been re- reinvented. It's just been, been updated, I suppose, is the big thing. Yeah, many a day, a lot of people have spent on the back of a Ridger just covered from dust from head to toe, but it's just what you did. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And just the other thing, just talking about insects before as well, I just noticed actually last night I was out in the workshop and um, I seen a lot of piranha moth flying last night. So probably just something to mention too is, is you know, 10, 12 weeks' time from now, put a note in your diary and get your agronomist to come in and have a dig in your, your young grass patch, your three or four-year-old paddocks that, um, you know, it's certainly a lot easier to control piranha when they're very small stage and when they're in uh, February, March, or instead of when they're... Um, in that June period when you can't get able to spray them. So obviously, and, and a lot more cost-effective as well at that time as well. Baylage in full mode now for a lot of people, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've seen a lot of baylage being made in the last few days, a few weeks even. Um, but probably the best thing is to look at that baylage when you are making it and identify the quality of what you've got. Um, in particular, if you're looking to go to a, um, a grass baylage system, you know, pick out that stuff that you know is going to be good, get it tested, so you make sure that your levels are good for what you're feeding it to and the class of stock that you are feeding it to. Um, in particular, you make sure you're getting the, the right ME for that grass baler system um, and, for, and identify the other stuff that can go on to the likes of the wintering for your brassicas uh, for maintenance and also identifying any, any balers that might be suitable for milking quality as well if it does get dry. Tube wrapping as opposed to individual parcels, well, it's pretty much just a cost thing, isn't it? Yeah, as far as I know, it is. it's convenient for some guys to chew wrap it, or um, depending on what their contract is using. But uh, yeah, as long as it's done done right and done properly is the is the main thing. I think. A lot of baleage in the system too. Given the 
excess that was left from last year. About this time last year, if you remember, mate, we had that absolute excess of feed and people were trying to keep on top of quality. So it looks as though at the moment anyway, there is quite a bit of feed about if people need to purchase. Yeah, but just be very mindful too if you are purchasing it, just to get yeah. check what your, your quality of what you're getting. See you're what you're getting. And, yeah, and find out what you've got and that way you know what you can fit to rather than just going on the market and just buying the first thing you find and... Um, that's not what you want to, to feed the class of stock that you're feeding. Yeah. yeah, because you need to do your due diligence when you're doing that for sure. But, yeah, just the way the season's panning out, making sure you get the qu- best quality feed. That's what you're looking yeah. for, isn't it, for the milking platform? Oh, without a doubt. And um, in my experience in the last last few years, bailiff doesn't last long anyway, so we get to use it somewhere along the way. So, yeah, what we had last year will be pretty gone pretty quickly, I would imagine, anyway. And finally, surfing for farmers. I spoke to Katrina Thomas last week about it. Well, weather permitting, hopefully it's happening this evening. What better opportunity to get off farm and have a mental health break? Oh, without a doubt. Um, you know, here and here this year, I'm pretty proud to be involved with um, as a grassroots sponsor with farming, uh, surfing for farmers as well. So um, I'm planning to get out there tonight. Hopefully the weather plays again. Um, not so sure if I'll be surfing, but I'll certainly be out there to have a look and support the farmers who are there and, and make sure they're getting off the farm and having a bit of a break and... Um, spending a bit of time with some of their colleagues and, and yarn about things other than farming as well was a big thing. You're not a fan of getting out on the longboard and cutting some shapes? Oh, I don't know about that, how I'd go on the longboard. It's been a while since I've been um, splashing around on the wood in that respect anyway, but uh, <laughs> no, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, so Surfing for Farmers, it'll be up there on Facebook page anyway, so go on there, do yourselves a favour and have a look, Stu. Always good to chat to you guys from Dairy NZ. You have a good rest of the week. Yes, pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. Stu Evans out of Dairy NZ. You're surfing for farmers. Go and have a look on your Facebook page, Surfing for Farmers. I think there's one here for down in the south and get a bit of information. Like Stu said, what other reason do you need? Mental health break. Go there, have a yarn, have a beverage, have a snag and chew the fat. Nothing better, especially at this time of year when everything is just rush, rush. Gemma Jenkins from Beef and Lamb talking cattle genetics is up next. Well, that'll get you when you get your picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone.